Welcome to the Dauntless Grace Exchange. I'm Megan. And I'm Deidre. And today is Valentine's Day. So in honor of yesterday's Valentine's Day, we thought we would come at you a little early this week instead of waiting for our usual drop date of Wednesday and just do a nice little palate cleanser. This is going to be a fun episode in honor of Valentine's Day, which we're celebrating on Valentine's Day, but don't worry about that. It's fine. We are going to play a little game because we had a heavy episode last week with attachment styles. Heavy or confusing? I'm, I don't know. We did. We talked a lot and it was a really like big deep dive into something we're newly introduced to. And right. next week we have a guest coming on to introduce a whole other Enneagram series, which we're super excited about. So we're about to start a 10 week series. So we just thought this week we're gonna have a little fun. What do you think? I think that if people had been listening to our conversation pre-recording just now, they would n- maybe turn it off because they're not sure what they're getting into. Um, we've already been having fun. Is my point. You're not sure what you're getting into because I'm holding the cards. (laughs) Like I'm trying to say, welcome to the Dauntless Grace Exchange without like bursting into laughter already. So that's kind of the mood we're in right now. You're welcome, everyone. You are welcome. So these are things though, that you can employ in your own life with your own gals, galentines. (laughs) (laughs) Last year we released this episode and and I know because it showed up in my time hop today and it was all about that book Big Friendship, Big Friendship. by Anne Friedman and Aminatu Sao. And yeah, so we I'm kind of impressed with us that we've stayed on theme two years in a row now for this episode. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, this one won't be quite as good. I feel like that one actually had like a textbook supporting evidence. This one is a card game. It's something I bought for one of my daughters called Let's Get Deep Friends Edition. And so they're just questions for friends. And I started to say, let's vet them. But then we decided that wasn't fun. Let's have on air live um, emotional responses to the questions. Because one of the first questions that I pulled up said, are any of your belongings lost right now? And listener, let me give you a little backstory on how I can answer this question for Megan. She's an Enneagram four. So we know that if I walk away from my phone for 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to come back to a whole range of the emotional wheel in that 15 minutes. But in text message form. In text message. Yes. She doesn't, she doesn't call. That's very rare. It's a, it's a text message, but I, I just don't ever know quite how to respond when I come back because we've gone, we're in several places and it's like, now it's nice that I messaging, I can go like have a reaction to it. So I can appropriately respond to each of the different things coming at me. But this lost thing, this is what's so funny. I'm I sweating. <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually sweating. <laughs> okay. I'll let you tell this then you can tell it. No, you know. no, go ahead. Well, I regularly get a text that's like, I lost my fill in the blank. And at first I used to try to be the helpful one (laughs) that I am and be like, oh, did you check here? Did you look at that? Did you, oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. After a little while though, because often it was found within seconds after it was gone forever, it was always found. And it was usually about where it should be. (laughs) So the most recent one was the funniest. So Megan, let me ask you this question. Are any of your belongings lost right now? Not that I am currently aware of, but that doesn't mean, oh, wait, no, no, I found it. Never mind. Yeah. It was a shirt that I hadn't seen for a long time, but I ended up finding it in my shirt drawer. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would have gotten a text that was like, oh my gosh, I lost my favorite shirt. And I, and I'd be, so now I just say things like, oh, <laughs> 
or <laughs> this doesn't it's not patronizing me. at all by the way no, i know but tell the last one the last one when you were you literally said i lost <laughs> leggings out of thin air i was holding them in my hand not leggings pants i was holding them in my hand and now they're not here and i again you were very distressed about this because they're like your favorite pajama pants you want to work in and they just disappeared out of thin air. And I said to you things like, did you see if they fell under the bed? Is it possible they got folded in with something else, like a towel or another pair of pants? And you were not really wanting my help. You were like, no, it's, gone. it's just gone. So I don't remember how I ended up responding. But a little bit later, tell our listeners where you found them. <laughs> Okay, listen. Okay, here's the story. First of all, I will say that this has happened where things have been lost forever. I still don't look at me like that. I still don't have a t-shirt and a pair of shorts that I lost the summer of 2020. The time frame in which I went nowhere. I traveled nowhere. We were all in lockdown. Somewhere early in that summer, I lost a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. And the only thing I can think of, but I did check before we sent them off, but apparently not very well, was that I had bagged up a bunch of clothes for like Goodwill at that same time. And I don't know how, but maybe those two things ended up in one of those bags, even though I thought I had checked before actually dropping them off. But yes, those two things gone forever. So it's but, not but, out of the realm of possibility. Right. We all lose socks. We all lose things. But I'm just saying that's the one time when you actually lost something in a two-year window. And I get weekly texts. Oh, no. Yeah, I think so. Even if we're just standing together, and you're like, my keys aren't here. My keys aren't here. And I'm like, we'll just feel around in the purse two seconds longer than like, there they are. Yeah, I would say this is a weekly phenomenon, either in person or via text. So in two oh, years, no. you had one time where it actually happened that you lost something. So I'm just saying the odds are it didn't disappear out of thin air. Odds are. Okay, so the pajama pants story, in my defense, there's not going to be a good defense here, is there? <laughs> well, it, it makes it all make sense when you say this. Okay. In my defense, they are my white buffalo plaid pajama pants, and I love them. And I also have a pair of red buffalo plaid pajama pants. And I had just done a load of laundry that, you know, I only wear pajamas and t-shirts during the week because that's I work from home. And so everything was in the same load of laundry. I did it. I was sorting it all on my bed. I picked up the white plaid um, fabric, threw it in a threw it in my pile, threw the red, blah, blah, blah. I was sorting through everything. I really wanted to wear the white pajama pants when I was done sorting all my laundry. I had just put everything away. I'd put all Kaylin's clothes in her basket, Ronnie's clothes in his basket, all of my clothes where they, I even hung everything up. Like I don't ever, I usually just live out of a clean basket. Everything was put away. Could not find my white plaid pajama pants anywhere. Looked in my pajama pant drawer, everything. They weren't there. I'm like, I don't understand how this happened. Like I had, I had the fabric in my hands when I was sorting. I'm looking under my bed, under my dresser. I had a flashlight. I'm like crawling on my belly. I'm looking like literally everywhere. And you're like, did you check the dirty clothes? And I was like, no, I, I, they, I didn't put anything back in the dirty clothes. I literally just sorted through my clean laundry. I'd already done a, a load of laundry. They're not in the dirty clothes hamper. Finally, finally, I went to go put Kaylin's clothes away and realized she has the exact same pajama pants, 28 sizes smaller than mine, but it's the same fabric. And I had grabbed that fabric thinking those were my pants, but they ended up in her pile because they're her pants, right? And so in my mind, I had pulled out my clean ones and put them away, but I had not, they, mine were still in the dirty hamper. I, I would just like to point out, they were actually where I said that they might be. And that's <laughs> fine because this makes sense when you understand like that you were holding something you thought was it. Yes. It's funny. It's just, that was like an extreme version of what normally happens though. So 
that's the one that I was like, but I was just, I literally just pulled the fabric out. Like I knew I'd held it. I look, was looking at it. I just didn't realize they were attached to Kaylin's pants and not my own. The so funny yeah, thing about this to me is the, it's the talk style because <laughs> the tragic, it's the tragic victim. It's this, oh my gosh, how do pants just disappear in thin air? And I'm like, well, I, I mean, the answer is they don't. And so there's probably <laughs> a rational well the silver lining to that story is that I in my army crawl across the floor to try to find them I found a lot of missing socks and underwear and actual clothes of Kaylin's and everything else that had gotten under my bed and dresser so got a lot of that out and washed so, so there you go. a good ending okay <laughs> the best is when I lose my airpods though because my phone is supposed to tell me where they are but it can't ever, it just says in your house. And I'm like, right. I just had them in my ears 10 minutes ago. Where did the case go? Right. It never can help me find that. So that's just searching all the time. And it's usually in the couch cushion. Oh, that's yeah. all. It falls down in there. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I have all the cards. So it'd be hard for you to ask me one. So I guess we can both just answer them. Um, this next well, one says, I was going to say, you need to answer that. I don't Do have, you have anything lost lock? right now. I don't have anything lost. No, but I will say that I might lose things on a weekly basis that I found, but you have lost two wedding rings, my dear. Okay. Well, I knew what happened to both of them. So it wasn't a mystery. (laughs) The first Mm. one, I took it off. I was in college, like still, I, we had not even been married a year and I took it off in the college bathroom to wash my feet because I'd been in dance practices all day barefoot and I was getting ready to go to a church thing. And I just was cleaning up in the bathroom sink of the college and I put it down and I thought like don't forget that and then I was in a hurry left and it was right as I pulled into the church that the whole memory came flooding back (gasps) that's sitting on that counter still so I immediately turned drove 30 minutes back to the college went to the bathroom it was already gone so I like I knew where I I don't think I actually knew that story yeah I knew I knew you lost it but I didn't I put signs up all over that area in case anybody had picked it up and wanted to return it, but it never got returned. Um, and the other one, I was just driving a lot for work that week. And I will like, I don't like to have jewelry and things on. So I had taken my ring off in my hand just to like pop my knuckles and stuff. And I went to put it back on and I realized, oh, I, I felt it drop in the seat between me and the console. So I was reaching down, but I'm driving. So I'm trying to find it. I couldn't. So when I got home, I actually got out and looked all underneath it with a flashlight and everything. And I couldn't find it. And what I think happened was that it probably fell more like on my lap and maybe the other part, like the band went below. Cause I found the band and not the diamond part. Mm. And again, that, that ring was like a replacement ring that was like $300. So that it may have been a real diamond, but it was not a quality diamond. Um, so I didn't feel like that big of a loss. Plus that uh, got me my 25th wedding anniversary a year early by, you know, upgrading soon. But yeah, I, now I, you have a nice have, ring. Yeah. I probably like stood up and it was like on my pants or shirt or something when I got out to get gas or something. And I didn't know to look because I was thinking I had heard it go below the seat. So Okay. I'm just saying I've lost a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and you lost two wedding rings. So I know that yours was over the course of like 24 years, but also... <laughs> the value of that. I, I I think you win this one. Yeah, I definitely do. I, I think it's just more of a funny, like your initial reaction is just shock and awe that once again, something has mysteriously vaporized. I actually tried not to text you as frequently as I actually lose things anymore because of this response. So I only do it. I only do it when I'm like, I don't, I literally don't understand what just happened. Like in the case of the pajama pants, because I promise I lose things more frequently than I even text you about now, but I, I always find that. them. 
Right. I want to apologize that I haven't made this a safe space for this, but I also know that I have no response that can possibly be right in that circumstance. So you not texting me actually gets me off the hook for saying the wrong thing. So yeah, when I choose to text you now, it's because I legitimately don't understand what just happened. And now it's been like an hour of me searching for it. (laughs) Or hey, commiserate, this might actually be lost forever. (laughs) Um, I was going to actually the next question was what is the most expensive thing you've broken? I'm going to say lost and it was my first wedding ring. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't know the I don't know if I have an answer to that. First of all, you have to own expensive things to break them. Yeah. Um, I don't um, know that... a phone. Like I've definitely cracked a phone beyond repair. Oh levels. yeah. I remember one of my iPhones that I got, um, not too long ago because Kaylin was little. I'm so maybe within the last five or six years, I got a brand new iPhone and they were trying to talk me into a case at the store, but I had just spent the money on the taxes and spent the money on the upgrade. It was just like a big bill coming out right then. And I was like, no, I'll get a case later. And like, like not 30 minutes after I left that store, I stepped out of my car. It fell out of my hand and cracked on the side of a curb and the whole screen shattered. Like I've never broken a, yeah. a brand new phone that quickly before. Uh, I've broken a lot of phones though. I have multiple instances of jumping into pools, your sister's pool being one of them uh, with my phone in my pocket, like yeah. a pocket of my swim shorts. And then one time, like 15 years ago, I jumped into a hot tub with pants on and that's a whole nother story, but my phone was in my pocket then too. <laughs> that sounds like a problem. My husband will get into water often with things like key fobs and wallets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we have a couple of those stories, but I don't really want to tell his stories right now because it's Galentine's Day. I mean, it's Valentine's Day, but we're celebrating Galentine's Day. Okay, here's one. What movie made the biggest impression on you? Ever? I know that's a really like big. Yeah. It's funny when I have to think of something like that, then all of a sudden all these comedies just rush into my head, (laughs) which probably weren't. Yeah. Um, I, that feels like a lot of pressure to put on one answer. I can say something I think about a lot is Schindler's list, like in terms Mm. of like impressing me with a deep message, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of really hard imagery in that. And just at the end, that sensation, like, I think this thought often, like at the very end of the movie, when he's standing with his watch and saying, how many more souls could I have saved if I had sold this? Because he, in essence, was using his privilege you know, to buy off getting people out. And then he realizes he had another possession that he didn't sell to help. And so I think, I think of that a lot of times when I think about hard work that I'm called to, like, what, what am I, what is a treasure to me that I'm not willing to spend for someone else's freedom or whatever. So I have to be careful that it doesn't become like an inner critic voice, like going like, you don't deserve anything good or nice or rest, you know, like not that, that, but still just like that call to want to reform the world. Like it, it impresses me because that's kind of similar to how I feel about what my place in the world is all about, you know? Yeah. So I'd put that's that a really, that's a really deep and depressing answer. I was going to say like <laughs> Notting Hill. Notting Hill. <laughs> I just remember watching that in high school. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I love Notting Hill, but I don't feel like it made some like a deep impression on me. First of all, I've seen Schindler's List, I believe in high school. I think I watched it for a class, but I don't remember it enough to know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, I think I would, this is so weird, but I think I would choose the movie Stepmom as one of the first of those that I remember. Do you, do you know that movie? With, yeah. Uh, Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon from like the mid or late 90s. I think I watched it. Yeah. I'm going to say early in high school. Um, 
and it was one of those like kind of clean movies like cleaner movies so like we could watch it with like our discipleship group leaders and stuff and my friends and I would watch it a lot but I just remember sobbing through that movie the first time and remembering like the emotional impact that a movie can have and it was like about the the mom dying and the stepmom coming in and what's the new relationship going to look like with the kids and what's their relationship like during the transition of the divorce and all of that. And like, I've never even experienced that either as a kid or as an adult, but just to kind of see that played out, I don't know. It had a big impact. Yeah. Uh, One that is not so deep, although it had a lot of depth (laughs) was Jaws. I I never saw that. I am not even kidding. I was way too young to see it. I guess we had it above ground. Pool. Ground pool. And I would not lay in the deep end by myself if my brothers weren't in the pool or somebody else with me. And I don't know why, because I'm very, I was a straight A student. I knew that there was not a shark in there, but there was something about your hand hanging down in the water in a deep end that just was terrifying. And I couldn't relax. Okay. I'm going to extend a little bit more grace to you than now because I want to tell a story to our listeners a little bit unrelated to Galentine's. Um, but definitely related to this story would be when you and I, just a few weeks ago, we were in the ocean in Fort Lauderdale. None of our friends wanted to get in because, you know, it was ridiculously cold because we were in the ocean in January and no one else was in the water either. Like for as far as you could see on both ends, I don't know why I think it was the time of day again, January, but the water felt good once you got in and you and I were in and you just managed to keep about a four foot distance between me and you. The whole time where you were closer to the shore than I was. And I kept saying, no, like, hey, it gets a little deeper. Come out here. Come out here. And you're like, no, no, I'm good. And I was like, no, really? Like, hey, I found a warm spot. Come out here. And you're like, no, it's okay. And I finally realized that what you were doing was making sure that I was just a little bit further out in the water than you were in case a shark came. You know, Megan, I love you, but I will have my own children be further out than I will. Like, <laughs> one of my worst fears, I mean, this is terrible because I don't want to see you guys getting eaten by one either, but uh-huh. it really is, it's just working fear that something will drag me under the water and I can't quite shake it. Here's the difference though. If someone, if something dragged you under the water, I would go after you. If something dragged me under the water, you'd be hightailing it back on shore and yelling help. There's a reason why you're four feet further than me. <laughs> So I I would like to think in that moment, adrenaline would get me into fight mode and I would go after the thing, punch it in the face or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you punch it in. But happy happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see. Uh, I really cannot believe this is a question. What conspiracy theories do you believe in? Oh, no. Well, to start with, the earth is definitely flat. Right. This is, yes, I get text with these flat earth conspiracy theories all the time from her. And I'm just like, you know, there's just not, a, there's a lot of emojis, but there's not really a good one for like, I love you, but I don't understand you. You know, like that emoji. <laughs> they should invent one of those. It just should be like a number four with like hearts around it or something. You're in any room for it. And I find you endearing, but also what? <laughs> what? No, I don't. Okay. I don't actually believe the earth is flat, but I think it's funny that people do. And I kind of, I jump on that. Honestly, I used to call myself a conspiracy theorist. And in the last few years I have, yeah, markedly uh, rejected that and gone completely to the side of logic and reasoning. 
Well, I have an interesting one that I would not say I believe in, but it's interesting how often it keeps coming up in my life. And this is this like Bigfoot theory. Oh, (laughs) the reason I'm bringing that up right now is my husband will watch that show on, I guess it's Animal Planet or whatever, like all the time. He loves it. The guy's voices on there, when I hear it in the background, make me want to like start scratching my eyeballs out. So I I only let him watch it like if he's got earbuds in because I can't stand listening to it. They make all these dumb calls that are so annoying sounding. But Paul really loves it for like the scenery because they're out in like Virginia or just all these beautiful like mountain areas and or forest areas, all these things. So he likes that. Well, you and I one time were driving to Texas. It was last year for your birthday. I took you to the friends experience in Dallas and you were like, Mm -hmm. Hey, instead of like staying in Arkansas overnight, why don't we stay in Louisiana dip down there a little bit so I can add a new state. We thought this is a great idea. I found a really cheap hotel. We, we go to it. Really cheap hotel outside of Shreveport. Oh, it was bad. It was like, okay. The, the, the lobby looked like it was under construction and it said it was like, they were pulling up ceramic tile and stuff. So we thought legit didn't have a floor though. Right. But I mean, they were in, it was under construction. So we were kind of like, all right, so this is getting to the point where it will look better. But then we go in our room and there was like holes. Well, and it was like motel style, which you and I normally would never choose that just because of the fear of your room kind of facing the outside. Like we want hallways protecting us from the outside world. Um, So we didn't realize that it was going to be motel style and like you, the buildings weren't even connected. Like we had to walk like through a courtyard around the sidewalk around a corner to the building where our room was. And when we went in. No, there was like holes. There was like bullet holes, bullet holes in the bathroom. We didn't see those at first or no on the dresser, on the dresser, there was holes in the wall and ceiling in the bathroom. It literally looked like the curtains had like blood stains on them. Yeah. We promptly just rolled our stuff back out and went to the foyer and we told the young man that was working the front, we are not going to stay here. Can we get a refund? And he like apologetically was like, I understand. Like he didn't even (laughs) put up a fight. We we had just paid and checked and he didn't argue. He's like, yeah, yeah, here you go. (laughs) Like, I get it. (laughs) So Okay. So we're in this sketchy neighborhood at this point, very late at night and got in the car to drive. I I said, just put a Marriott in my, you know, Google map and see where it takes us. Cause there's gotta be something around there. That'll be nicer. So we're heading through this neighborhood and we're going down the street that looked a little rough. And right then my husband calls and he had seen where I was on Live 360. And he's like, do you know where you are? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is there like a murder on the loose? Is, is this area like on the news right now? He's like, no, that's where they've had spottings of Bigfoot. <laughs> so apparently Shreveport is a Bigfoot sighting. But I say all of this to say that I think it's ridiculous. I make fun of him all the time. But you just got me into watching uh, Newsroom. The Aaron Sorkin show. Yes. And there's this whole episode where one of the guys is like doing a lecture to prove why this is a real thing, why there's only a handful of them because, and all of this. And I was like, interesting. So there's actually some information about this. Listen, I am not going to argue against things like monsters and, and things like that, because I also kind of believe that mermaids could potentially be real and things that look scary and deep sea dinosaurs and things like that, I think could potentially still exist. And my working theory is that if we've only discovered like five or 10% of the depths of the ocean, we literally have no idea what's under there. And there is a reason why things like dragons and Loch Ness monsters and all of these things have survived through mythology. And I think it's because of what we don't know about the ocean. 
I will go with you on those things about what we don't know about the ocean. I'm not sure that mermaids fit in that category. Well, I don't mean like Ariel, but I mean like sea creatures that could look potentially more human that maybe have been spotted over the years or whatever. I don't think they actually like are half human, half fish and can sing. I, you know, I don't think sirens necessarily exist, but the, the fact that there could be slightly more human-like creatures under there that have been spotted and mistaken. Interesting. Okay. So that was more interesting than I thought it would be. <laughs> for us. Well, I think you already answered this question. If you had to wear an outfit every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> well, I currently only wear pajama pants and a t-shirt every day. And if I go out, then I wear skinny jeans and a t-shirt and a cardigan or tank top and a cardigan. That's pretty much what I wear. I have, actually, I'm wearing it right now. They're like yoga pants that are so soft and comfortable, but they're not even proper yoga pants. They're just like old lady knit pants, but they're really thin. So they just feel like so comfortable, like like pajama pants and this shirt that's a V-neck. So I don't feel like, because sometimes I feel like t-shirts choke me a little bit. I have like collarbone kind of sensitivity. I don't like things to like sit too tight on my neck. So this V-neck is like super loose and comfy and it looks a little bit better than a t-shirt. Not really much. It's really really old but it looks a little like a pajama shirt oh yep so I like it that's what I'd wear I have two pairs of pajamas that are the old lady matchy matchy ones with the neck, oh, I know like capri pants and three-quarter length sleeves and they're so comfortable I just and they all have v-necks for a reason because I don't want things up around my neck well don't give you... me any of that flannel or fleece line stuff I no collars no buttons I need to be as close to an unclothed as possible to be able to withstand my uh hot flashes at this I was point. gonna say it's not just your collarbone like you don't like things touching your skin in general mostly I'm just well especially and, in the season I'm just hot on a spur of the moment that you never know it just happens so yeah the rare occasion that I see you in a hoodie which I don't even like wearing because of all the bulk around my neck now but um that rare occasion it's got to be like negative 10 degrees and your body also has to feel cold right <laughs> I love the idea of it. Like I want to get all snuggled in with a warm blanket and a cup of coffee and be in bl- I love that. I I, bun- I bundle up like that. Like I spent all most of my life until hormones started getting me messed up. Sweater season was my favorite. I haven't even gotten my bag of sweaters out for the last couple of years because the last few times I tried to use them, I couldn't, I have to get out. I have to wear like a cardigan or something that I can take off quickly. Oh yeah. Well, from okay. everyone under 40 right now, sorry about this conversation. <gasps> that, was, that was disappointing. <clears throat> I'm like, right. I am barely, I'm not even a month into my 40s. And you've had night sweats a few times already. So don't even give me that. <laughs> okay. When <laughs> was the last time you laughed so hard you cried? I have to I come know. up with a day. I, okay. I don't know if this is the last time. Have we talked recently on here about the sunglass story? Oh my gosh. Did we ever talk? I don't know. That was last summer. I don't know if we ever told that story on air though. Every, every time we retell it though, I think I laugh so hard. I cry again. So probably what did we tell the story on the cruise? I'm guessing. I think we told it to some girls in person. I don't think we've told it here. So I yeah. always think of this cause I mean, I do laugh hard a lot and I cry a lot and it's a really fun <laughs> between the two anyway. So I feel like this is just a regular phenomenon for me on about a weekly basis phenomenon okay so we were in the mountains of Colorado for a work trip last July I believe and um 
we had a little extra time one day. So we decided to go up to the Rocky mountain national park and we weren't quite prepared because it was summertime. It was actually warm <laughs> in Fort Collins. It was hot that day. Yeah. yeah. It was really hot. So we had like shorts and t-shirts on and stuff, you know, and, um, we had both, we just had like our bottle of water, but we finished that like the first half of our trip up the mountain. And so it was like a couple hours in, we had not had much water. water. So we were already, and we're acting like we didn't know any of this, but this was the second trip you and I have done in that park together. And at least my third, not if not fourth time into that park. So you would think we would have had some more awareness about well, the fact that you can't really refill plan, water. We didn't really plan to do it though. That's part of the problem. We, That's it was true. sort of like a spur of the minute. Oh, look, we can actually get in. You don't have to wait. Cause what someone had told us was you had to have reservations because that's, that's what they right. were doing during COVID, but we, they had a spot. So we were like, well, let's just do it while we're here. So we did fill up our waters, but I mean, we don't, our bottles are only what, 16 ounces or whatever. So anyway, we were low on water. I'm just going to put this out there. We're high in altitude. You can see the problem, right? Okay. I'm getting a little, uh, and I have a fear of heights anyway. So driving, I was driving the rental car and on some of those roads where there's not even a guardrail and you were just looking down. I mean, I was a little like, so between all of that fear, anxiety, low uh, dehydrated and elevated. Okay. There's just a lot going on. We decide to get out and it's starting to get really cold the higher up we go. Right. So we're freezing and we're laughing about that. Like we're idiots. We're, and we're taking picture of us with our flip-flops in the snow because that was cute. So we get out, we're walking around this whole flat area. We take the picture holding the, the snow, like a selfie. We walk back across. We're talking to other people that are out. We go take another picture trying to get something behind us, but it, you couldn't find and, the angle. And all of a sudden you look yeah. at, like, what, what's wrong with your glasses? And I had a whole lens had popped out of my sunglasses and we didn't even notice it until we saw it in the selfie. And so we're laughing. We're like, oh my gosh, I wonder where it fell out. Kind of looked around, couldn't find it. We get back in the car. So not that big of a deal yet, but then you're looking at the other three pictures we took and you're like. Deidre, you were missing it on the first photo. I started laughing so hard when I saw that because I was like, so did I walk around the whole last 20 minutes with one lens in yes. and one out and didn't notice it? Yes. And and we were, were not the only looking, people there. You were also looking at me though. Why no. didn't you notice it? No, I the path was really narrow like that we were walking yeah. in because we had flip-flops on. We didn't want to walk directly in the snow. So we yeah. were walking along this little rocky path. You were behind me the whole time. We're just looking so the, down at our feet mostly. And when yeah. I pulled the phone up to look in a selfie, I'm I'm looking at my face to see how I look. I'm not looking at your face to see how you look. So I didn't even notice that the glasses were off until I looked at the picture. And it was the funniest <laughs> thing when I pulled that picture out. I'm like, for the like we passed groups of people up there that were probably like, what is wrong with that girl? So she's like, she's like, well. I just, I don't know. I just didn't notice. So when we got back to our hotel last night or that night, I grabbed your sunglasses, which were still missing a lens. And I'm like, let me see. I put them on my face. I'm like, no, no, it's very obvious when you're missing a lens. <laughs> and I found the missing lens in my purse. So it didn't even fall out. They were never in there the whole time I was wearing those sunglasses that day. The whole time. And so I posted on Facebook and I, I made a call to all my Photoshop experts to try to, um, can you, can you make this look less like she's dumb. And uh, my friend Angelica photoshopped it in a few different funny ways. So I think it's only fair that in on the website for this podcast, you go to it and you'll see that picture and the photoshopped ones Angelica did. So dauntlessgrace.org. We should maybe use the first picture with the lens missing as our the teaser image for this episode. 
I, it's just what's so funny people. So the reason I did all the backups to this, that we were dehydrated, we were cold, we were tired is because then we were heading back down the mountain and I am again, very nervous, but every time and I dizzy. thought about it, I laughed again until I had tears in my eyes. So then I could, I was nervous. I couldn't drive. I was like, don't show me that picture. And you're like, I didn't even show you that time. You're just remembering it and laughing. I barely got down the side of this mountain without running into something. I was just, I was so out of it because I was so dizzy, but also nervous about driving. And then when I would, every time I think about it, I'd laugh again. That night, I think we were in like the dorm beds, you know, at the dorm room we were staying in because we were on a college campus and I'm just like cracking up. And you're like, did you just think about the picture? I'm like, yes. At 1230 in the morning. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. It's great. It's great. What can you think of a time you laughed so hard you cried? That wasn't that every one. every time you tell that story i think that's fair <laughs> okay uh i think we have time for like one more you want to do one, one more? more let's do one more oh well i've got three here how about you pick what? well because i don't know i haven't looked at them ahead of time what was your best concert experience how do you feel about public speaking or <laughs> what was an irrational fear you had as a- <laughs> um well, if we're sticking to a Galentine's theme, I feel like I should tell a concert story. What? I actually found a better one. I'm going to change it. Oh, it's real. Okay, good. What reality TV or game show do you think we should do together? <gasps> oh, okay. So I don't actually think we should do this because I think we'd be good at it. I think we should do it because it would be the most fun experience for viewers. But <laughs> I think that we should be, be a great team on The Amazing Race. <laughs> and what's so fantastic clearly, about that. Clearly travel super well together. Well, first of all, if we heard the question, how do you two get anywhere once we heard it like eight times um, over the course of the cruise and then the retelling of the cruise stories. But turns out we do travel a lot together and we do get places together. And I think that's what would be so entertaining and fun. It would be good TV. We would never win, but they would try to figure out how to keep us around just for for viewership. Because honestly, we don't have complimentary skill strengths in this area. Neither of us are great navigators. Neither of us are great drivers. Um, Neither of us want to exert manual effort <laughs> that's right neither of us see well either because half the time your contacts have cloudy stuff in them so between your contacts and me missing lenses we don't know <laughs> right but we are funny we would always be lost <laughs> that might be in the eye of the beholder to be honest not sure everybody listening would agree <laughs> I don't know I I just think that would be I think we would be so good at. I think it would be so much fun for people to watch us try to travel the world that's all <laughs> Well, I don't know if I want other people watching us, but I'm always up for another travel adventure. So happy Galentine's Day, friend. Happy Galentine's Day. And that wraps up another episode of the Dauntless Grace Exchange. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review so other people can find us. You can follow us on social media to stay connected. We're on Instagram at Dauntless Grace Ministries and our Facebook page is Dauntless Grace. For more about the Enneagram, visit our website at dauntlessgrace.org for coaching and training opportunities. And you can follow me at Enneagram Megan on Instagram. And be sure to check out our website for more information about today's podcast. Plus, you can click the resources tab to find books by all the authors we've spoken to or about. And you can find it at dauntlessgrace.org.